Welcome back to The Lab. My name is Kate Holliday and I'm here with Ryan Rivers. This is a show where we dig in and dissect to a wide variety of topics, so thanks for joining us this week. And uh, we have an interesting show today. We did a couple shows over the last two weeks, I think, about conspiracies. Yeah. And there are some conspiracies, I guess, that follow this topic. Sure. But we said at the end of the show last week that we were going to discuss one of Ryan's favorite topics of all time. Yeah, although I'm not very educated in it. I would say you are. More than me, because I guarantee you're going to bring up stuff that I'm going to be like, well, yeah, sounds good. I gotta admit, I'm, I'm relieved to hear that. <laughs> so we're going to do a show on space. Yeah, and uh, this is at the request of uh, Andrew mm-hmm. out in uh, sunny California. Yep. He, um, he reached out to us and said, you know what you guys should talk about is space. Space. Which he's all about that. He sends me articles all the time of different things that he comes across and he's like yo check this out and Mm. i'm like how neat is that you know because i mean such a broad uh, broad topic or subject yeah and i was asking you over the past week like what exactly about space are we going to talk about right and needless to say that ryan and i have such great communication we never came up with something we never did we kept asking each other like what exactly are we going to talk about and right never came up with it so we're going to talk about space don't know how this show is going to go as far as direction right uh if you have a topic you want to uh Send to us to discuss mm-hmm. the weekly lab at gmail.com is the way to get a hold of us. Yep. And we're also uh, looking for reception reports over shortwave radio on WRMI and uh, on the weekly podcast. So shoot us an email. Let us know what you think about the show. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, we'll read them over the air. And uh, we're always taking topic suggestions. Yeah, because I think we've already got next show lined up as well from a suggestion from somebody. Absolutely. As well. So, um, all right. So space. Yeah. So we were talking before the show and you were telling me that you've, you've never been to space. Is that right? That is correct. So you've I never... mean, I've, it's on my like to-do list, but right. I just haven't had the time. Who has the time? Who has the time? You know? I mean, in reality, how long does it take to get to space? I would say like a couple minutes. That's it? Yeah. Like once you blast off, right? Well, that really puts it into perspective. I can't find a couple minutes to go to space. Yeah, see there? <laughs> it's just so busy. Yeah. You got all sorts of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Now, once you get there... Mm-hmm. Um, that's where things get complicated or right. dangerous. Both. Both, I would say. Um, this is such a complicated topic because in order to comprehend like what what we're about to say, mm-hmm. you have to be good at math. Ooh. Otherwise, you're like me. You just kind of nod your head and you're like, wow, that's crazy. That's how I feel like I'm going to be this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, yes. Uh-huh. Like even whenever I read these things, because um, I'm all about, you know, what am I all about? <laughs> I don't want to say I'm all about space because that just sounds, you know, whatever. So generalized. Yeah. I'm all about uh, trying to comprehend the new uh, materials and the new um, You like to stay theories. up to speed. Yeah. But then whenever you look at like how somebody explains it, you're just like, what? You yeah. see all these equations and it just looks like it's written in a foreign language. I couldn't be an astronaut. I couldn't be somebody in the control room at Houston. I couldn't. No. You know what I mean? Just like watching... Apollo 13 and having them do all that math and be like, looks good, fly, looks good, fly. It's like, oh, I need, I need wait, you what? to convert all these gimbal angles in your head. And I don't then even the, know what a gimbal angle is. It's an angle for your gimbal. That's what, what's a gimbal? It's the little piece of machinery that tells you if you're uh, going right down the money. Yeah, see. See, I, that's a very And I honestly, I, I like math. Really? Yeah, most Nerd. of the time. But, well, yeah. But looking at what they're doing i'm like i there's no way i don't think my brain could comprehend i don't think it thinks like that right so i give props to all those people that are involved in that process well um yeah me too uh real quick though Mm -hmm. you've heard of voyager let's talk about that first okay so voyager was uh there's one and two voyager one and two 
They were both launched in 1977, and they are still operating today, some 42 years later. And they sent pictures back to us, right? We... Uh, they haven't in a long time, but yes, that's what they were doing initially. Uh, they were they did a flyby of uh, Jupiter. They did a mm. flyby of Saturn. Mm. Um, I don't think they made it to Uranus. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they went to some of the pl- uh, planet or not planets, some of the uh, moons surrounding uh, those outlying planets as well and sent back images of it what's your favorite planet not to divert from the voyager topic um earth is that because you live here it's the only one i've been to well true but if you could pick one other one that you haven't been to that you just find fascinating um maybe venus mm. uh, i have a random fact about venus oh later you do in the show okay yeah. okay nice uh so yeah voyager one and two they're traveling along at like I think it was like 36,000 miles per hour is how fast Goodness. they're going through. That's how fast they're going through space, right? How do they take pictures? They don't anymore. Well, when they used to, <laughs> when, that well, wasn't just blurry. It's like, Zoom. well, you know, they have specialized uh, cameras. That can register it that fast. Yeah, of course. I need to get me one of those. Well. Sounds cool. I can't even get a good picture with my iPhone and my dog running by. You know, it's just, <laughs> I can imagine trying to get a picture of that. True. Um, so yeah, these things are just hurling through space right now Mm -hmm. and, uh, they're running off of a little nuclear reactor. And as time goes on, of course, the nuclear material depletes. Mm -hmm. So there's only so much time left. So they're saying by like 2025, the nuclear material is going to be gone and they won't have enough. um, So what happens to them? They just float off into never, never land. Yep. They're going to continue on their projected path (laughs) through space. But what's their projected path? Like, what's the finish? Or do they have one? They don't. So, uh... Because nobody knows how big space really is, right? It's pretty big. Is there flat spacers out there? Flat spacers. (laughs) We talked about flat earthers last episode. Uh, so Uh this right here, this right here about Voyager 1, it Mm -hmm. says, though, Voyager 1 is not heading towards any particular star. Okay. In about 40,000 years, it's going to pass the closest star. 40,000 years it's going to pass. Uh, and it'll be long dead by then. Not the star, but Voyager. Right, yes. Clearly. Um, and it's going to be 1.6 light years from that star. So it's still, it's not like it's like right up next to it. It's yeah. still over a light year away. Jeez. It's like that just shows you how huge space is. No, so you're talking about like math and number wise, like putting that into your brain and being like. Yeah, so in 40,000 years, traveling at over 35,000 miles per hour, it's going to be within 1.6 light years from this. It's just like, who can do that? I don't know. Somebody did. Poor Voyager. He's going to be out there forever. Yeah, pretty much. And he's got the golden record. I'm sure you've heard of those. No. (laughs) So I was saying, what's the golden record? Are you uh, being serious? Yes. Educate me. So Voyager 1 and 2 left Earth with what's called a golden record. Oh, is this the communication thing? Yeah. Okay, yes, I am aware of this. I didn't know that's what it's called. Now it's just a matter of whoever picks it up, if somebody picks it up, will they be able to uh, figure out how to play the record to get the sound, the images, all that. Decode it or whatever, because, yeah. Who's to say they even have ears or eyes? Did they send something in Braille? You think they speak Braille? No. Dot, 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 space, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Now that'd be more scary. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because that was the whole problem with coming up with that concept of the golden record was, what are you going to put out there that some foreign life force that you know nothing about, how Mm -hmm. they perceive sound, sight, feel, smell, all that kind of stuff, what universal thing can you send out there that someone could possibly decipher? 
Yeah, so they really scratched their heads and they tried to like um the best they could. Yeah, there was another program before Voyager. I want to say it was Pioneer, but I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. But they just sent like metal plaques, like you hang on like on your wall, you know. Yeah. And it just had like a picture of a man, a woman, um, like a map of where the Earth is in relation, to, like so certain uh, pulsar stars and whatnot. But then, I mean, if those people don't have eyes, if they don't have, you know, <laughs> don't have a way to figure it out, then... They're just, like, touching this plaque, like, oh, cool. Yeah, Thank know. goodness Earth sent me this. Mm-hmm. Not that they would even know it's us. Yep. That's so weird. It's, I mean, it's like the deep, deep ocean and stuff like that. You have no clue what's out no, there. No, and, I mean, I clearly there's conspiracies and a lot of people speculate on what's out there. Yeah, but like we get visited all the time. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. I mean... There's only so much that we know, and everyone's like, oh, the government knows more than they're letting on true, but they still don't know everything, because, like I said, nobody knows how big space actually is. Nobody knows if there's true life out there or anything, so... Yeah. I mean, that's just mind-blowing, that we're such a small little peon of space. <laughs> we're going to be like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, seriously. Yeah, seriously. So, um, I got some serious space facts here. Okay. Um, one... Neutron stars can spin at a rate of 600 rotations per second. Per second? Why is everything so fast out there? It's just, they're busy people and they got stuff to do. But do you think, okay, so since we've never been to space, do you think something traveling at the speed of Voyager or a star spinning that fast looks like it's spinning that fast in space? Or do you think it's like normal time to our eyes if we were to go to space? No, I think you would see that it's pretty fast. Like, if you're in a spacecraft and Voyager floats by you, yes, I think it's going to be... You would never see it. Don't blink. You would never know. You might miss it. Interesting. I just didn't know if, like, time was different out there. Well, they say there is, but I don't understand all that stuff. Um, Yeah, so a star rotating over 600 times in one second. Jeez. That's pretty fast. Poor guy gets dizzy. Maybe. Um, Another one, space is completely silent. I don't think I believe that. There's got to be noise out there, like stars burning... Like, Voyager's flying by. <laughs> you know, there's got to be some type of noise out there, right? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, only if you are near something like that, maybe. Like, I could see where you're not near anything because things are so far away, like Well, sound can't away. travel in a vacuum is the, is the problem with there being no sound, you know? Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just feel like that, there's got to be something. There's you might not hear it all the time, but I feel like but there's... it's there. Yeah, there's got to be sound at some point. Hmm. Uh, let's see. The Apollo astronauts' footprints on the moon will probably stay there for at least 100 million years. Because there's no atmosphere, there's no wind, there's no water. It means that their footprints are just... Yeah, there's nothing to disturb it. There's, it's just going to be there. How do you think... Because, I mean, back to conspiracy theories, people who try to debunk that and say that the moon landing was a fake. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they just like think that somebody photoshopped those pictures to make yeah. it look real, but they're not? Yeah, they said it was done like on a soundstage and... Area 51 or something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Everything goes back to Area 51. Right? Uh, let's see. This next one here. 99% of the solar system's mass is in the sun. So you think of the solar system. That shows you how big the sun is. Yeah, I was going to say, what? 99% of the mass in the solar system is in your sun. That's why it's so freaking hot. It's going to get hot today. Yeah, we just closed up all the windows. First day it falls on Monday and we're closing the windows because it's going to be 80 degrees. Well, you know, go to space. Freaking sun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this was what I was going to say about Venus. It's actually the hottest planet in our solar system, though. Really? Do you know what temperature it runs at? Maybe like 600 degrees. Fahrenheit or Celsius? Fahrenheit. Mm, well, I only have the Celsius. 
so you can do the conversion. Well, just just convert it real quick. Uh, you nope. said that you like math. I do like it when I understand it. Mm. Um, it has an average surface temp of around 450 degrees Celsius. Oh, that's not that bad. That's fine. We could like totally vacation there, right? Let's do it. Um, and it's not the closest planet to the sun. Mercury is, exactly, but yep. it has no atmosphere to regulate the temperature. Dang. So Venus just burns and burns and burns. It's the hottest planet. Speaking of burning, you know, the astronauts say that space smells like burnt metal. Really? Yeah. So it's silent, but it smells like burnt metal. Yeah. They said they like come in from their spacewalks and they're taking their suits off and their suits smell like burnt metal. I wonder what causes that. Or like a hot searing steak. Hmm. But that's weird because, I mean, where would it be coming from unless it was the chemicals in the atmosphere, I guess? This is the worst show like, we've ever done. <laughs> it's just because I'm like, well, it just makes me wonder a lot of stuff. That's why it's so interesting because who knows? Yeah. Do they knows? know? They have, no, do they, they don't sh- know what causes the smell, but that's just what they... I was just throwing out a fact that I yeah. that I heard. I'm so. just trying to come up with an interesting explanation. I don't know. Must be like the, the... The lack of matter out there in the atmosphere or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It smells like a searing steak. Yeah, burnt Interesting. metal. Uh, let's see. What else? What else you got? Um, do you know when Holly, uh, Holly Haley's Comet is going to orbit past Earth again? What year? Mm, is it like 2064? 61. Oh, man. Very close. Dang. So, yep. It's only been seen once every 75 to 76 years. So, it was last seen in 86. Oh, that was a year before I was born. Yeah. That means I won't be alive to see it, huh? Mm, 61? It's almost 2020. That's cutting it close. You'd be like 70? 70-something? You might be able to see it. I might. Yeah. But watch. That, my luck, it'll be cloudy like that entire month that <laughs> it's like, here. So, oh, you know oh. what I mean? <laughs> you got to get your the Coke one, bottle glasses at that the point. one chance I get to see it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it'll be cloudy. Um, what about how much a full NASA spacesuit costs? I'm going to say like 5 million bucks. Go up. 6 million. Try 12 million. 12 million dollars for the taxpayer's money. 12 million dollars. And 70% of that cost is for the backpack and control module. Of course it is. So it's not actually the suit. It's like the hardware that keeps you alive. So I guess it's worth the money because <laughs> you want to <laughs> stay alive. So I don't know. But then you see them like jumping in the pools and playing around in them, you know? Oh, they just take my tax money and throw, throw in the dirt. I don't know. Hmm. This is interesting. There may be a planet made out of diamonds. I've heard something about that. Because I'm sure the pressure out there is totally different. Yeah, and, and it's just like squee, like pressurized carbon, right? Yeah. So I have no idea, but it's research by Yale University scientists suggests that a rocky planet called 55 Cans- Cancery? Cansari? I don't know. <laughs> Which is um, the radius twice of Earth and a mass eight times greater may have a surface made up of graphite and diamonds. It's 40 light years away, but visible to the naked eye in the constellation of Cancer. So 40 light years. Yeah. How far is that? A long ways. A long way. I have no idea. So a light year Mm -hmm. is the distance that it takes light to travel in one year. Moving at the speed of light. Yeah. Which I think is like, what, 264,800 and something miles per second in a vacuum, I think. Uh, Yeah. Something like that off the top of my head. I'm probably off. Hmm. But you got to think, going that fast in one second over mm-hmm. the course of however many years you just said. Yeah. That's a long way away. That is a long way away. But if you can see the constellation Cancer, if it's clear outside and you can see it, apparently it's part of the constellation. So who knows? It yeah. be covered in diamonds. Not this But way. if we discover it, I'm sure the price of diamonds will just drop. So. Well, yeah, we'll have to go mine them out. And, of course. Yeah, see what we can do. Do what we do as humans. See what we can come up with.
So I know like it's a far stretch to think that we could put somebody on a different planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're trying to get to Mars. Yeah. However, we're going to establish a colony on Mars. We could establish a colony on <laughs> Mars. Um, but so how would you feel in your lifetime if we return to the moon? Well, it's been, gosh, like 50 years almost, or maybe a little bit more since we put somebody on the moon the last time. It was in the 1970s, right? Yeah, 1972. Apollo 17 was the last mission to go. I think they just had the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11 landing. Dang. 1969. Well, you have to think about how much technology has advanced. Right. Even in a couple years, technology blossoms and turns into this whole new thing. So in my lifetime, I think it would be pretty awesome for them to go if able and to bring back samples and pictures because I would imagine they would have such better technology to do those kinds of things. And you know how like all the videos and stuff are so grainy and like mm-hmm. of them like jumping around on the moon. I think it would be cool to see that in like way better. Do you think they would send a camera crew with them just for, uh, just for recording well, then purposes? They would, well, then they would have to revamp the whole like <laughs> lunar landing stuff because mm-hmm. it couldn't fit because it can only fit like two people, right? So do you think it would be more... I'm really putting you on the spot now. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be easier to use the same technology they already have that has made it? Or do you think they should develop something new to well, get up there? Unfortunately, the astronauts that went are so old now that probably a lot of the people that would potentially be going on those missions are used to newer technology. Mm. So I think they would probably have to revamp it into something that newer age astronauts or cosmonauts, if you will. Mm. Wow. Um are familiar Could, with yeah i think so and why not if you have the technology it would make way more sense to go get better film better samples that you could bring back with crazier microscopes that you have now to actually dig in and dissect if you will oh i will to the stuff that you bring back but yeah, see, I, think- I have a telescope in my garage uh-huh. so i would be curious to see if i could <laughs> and i already know the answer it's <laughs> i can't but i would like to look at the moon through my telescope while they're on the surface we've gotten pretty good images through that looking at the moon before yeah i, I also, even took a picture with my good camera through that telescope and it was pretty cool wow yeah um i, I got i got a spotting scope i don't think that would be as good no i did look at my neighbor's garage and he has two generators and a couple gas cans so well, i know the spotting scope works well we know where to go if we get a power outage to the moon no to that guy's garage oh, to the guy, yeah <laughs> but i'm just saying you know i think it would be cool to be alive and experience something like that yeah I would like to going s- on in your life. Yeah, because the last one was before our lifetime anyways. Definitely. So it'd be cool to be um around to witness it firsthand. Yeah, and it's so sad that these uh these astronauts that made that great voyage are slowly passing away. They experienced it firsthand and there's only a select few people that have. Yeah, and that's it's just the gonna, story of a lifetime. That's just gonna pass away when they pass away. It's mm-hmm, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's documented, but it's not the same as self experience. Right. So obviously. I think it'd be really cool. I think they should do it. It's decided they'll yeah. do it. We'll, we'll go ahead and do it. We'll go ahead and do it. So landing on the moon is one thing, yeah, you because know, mm-hmm. that's only, what, a couple hundred thousand miles away. So basic. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> Not at all. But then you talk about deep, deep space. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just deep space. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Well, scientists do. Oh, I don't. Yeah. So with deep space, mm-hmm. um, there is a, look at my grammar. There are a series of <laughs> deep space uh, communication systems. Okay. So they're huge, massive uh, satellite dishes. I'm sure you've seen them. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in person, but on the intranets. Yes, I have seen pictures of them. Yeah. Like so the big those, white ones you were talking about? Yeah. Yep. And they just, they're scattered all over the globe. 
and those things communicate with not only Voyager, mm-hmm. but with um, what else do they communicate with? We are like not spaceologists at all. No. So if this podcast sounds ridiculous, that's why. Let us know. <laughs> do we sound ridiculous? But we're learning stuff. I mean, I am. Yeah, this is a learning curve. Because so you, yeah. you just read random articles about this, and I have to actually It's so go hard to comprehend. Like... So you got these huge yeah. satellite dishes that communicate with uh, the spacecraft that are way out in the, in the vastness of space. Mm-hmm. Never um, ending. Never ending. And I think that's how they probably, along with like Hubble, they mm-hmm. discovered that black hole. Oh, the newest one? The one, yeah, that they finally got a picture of. What are your thoughts on black holes? Well, I thought it was interesting looking at that one, how you were talking about the event horizon where things get sucked into it, but they actually have a shadow and it comes out as like reddish orange in some of the pictures that they found of it. Wow. Which I wouldn't have expected. Um, Yeah, so they say it's like impossible to take a picture of a black hole because mm -hmm. it's black. Yeah. And you can't see light coming out of it. Yeah. So therefore, how can you get a picture of it? They How? use x-rays and yeah, other... Yeah, like, like all sorts of crazy advanced stuff that I don't understand. They said that's why it's so hard for them to find because you can't just yeah. use regular... You can only find a black hole because of the lack of matter that's in the area, Because it's getting Because it's getting sucked into it. Yeah. And they have way more pressure and gravity than anything else, and that's how it gets sucked in. But how do so black holes start because a star dies, right? Yeah, so in your own words, please describe, okay, you have a black hole, mm-hmm. it's starting to develop, mm-hmm. what happens from there? Go ahead. Basically, the star dies, and it like, gets so much pressure built up on it that it sucks into itself because there's not enough, what is it, gravity to support it? anymore and then it just starts continuing to suck matter into it and that's why they say and scientists have said that you could possibly survive going into a black hole but as a human even if you could survive it there's no light or anything that can survive in there so So, you would die yeah anyways and you don't come out the other end no 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 no. which is mind-boggling to me right there is no other end it's just a huge ball of crap yeah it's been sucked in yeah they basically said it's like lifting the veil to the other side because they there's also no... say that because the gravity is so strong that time changes. See, that's what I was saying earlier about like when things fly through space, is it perceived the same way? Isn't Maybe there's something hole, called the Doppler not. effect where it's like your perceive <laughs> your perceive <laughs> your perception of time changes as speed increases. Like a, I'm making all this up. I'm. It sounds good, so I'm, I'm gonna literally say yes. trying to recite articles that I've read in the past. So yeah. if anybody out there is an astronomist, an astrologist, I don't even know a cosmonaut, <laughs> if we have any cosmonauts <laughs> listening on shortwave, <laughs> that would be please amazing. send us an email: theweeklylab at gmail.com. Let us know how bad we butchered this episode. Because but go ahead. For an uneducated guess, I was going to yeah. say an educated, but it sounds. Like it would make sense, even from somebody who doesn't study it, that things would be different in a situation like a black hole yeah. once you were inside of it, just right. because of the mind bogglingness of it all. So, right. So you get in there, your mind is boggled. Things are different. Things are completely different. Yeah. Man. But you wouldn't survive in it. So, but they're saying that this new black hole is big enough to swallow the whole universe and everything in it eventually. But it's like. Well, let's hope I'm gone by then. Well, it's like 70 million light years away. 70 million light years. So Just think about put that. put that in your back pocket and think about it. I think it takes time. I think it takes light like eight minutes to get from the sun to the earth. Yeah. And talking about how big the sun is, that's kind of weird all in itself. Because the sun is so large, you would think that stuff coming from it would be closer. 
I guess. No? No. <laughs> I don't know. No. I just like, eight minutes. It's, so it takes, I'm, I'm thinking, it's eight minutes. That's mm-hmm. what I think I read. I think basically they said if you had a flashlight bright enough to shine it at the moon, mm-hmm. it would take like two and a half seconds for your signal to get from Earth to the surface of the moon. The, Earth, the, the moon is like 239,000 miles away. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Well, what I'm getting at is it takes light that long, eight minutes to get from the sun to the earth. Mm-hmm. So now that's how fast light can travel. It can cover that great distance in yeah. eight minutes. Okay. Now imagine that light having to travel 70 million years before it reaches that black hole. I don't think we're going to be alive to see it swallow us. Well, as my dad always said, some of these stars that we're seeing, they may not even be there right now because we're looking in the past, literally. Yeah, because you're thinking the light coming from the sun is eight minutes old. So whatever you're looking at the sun, it's eight minutes old. Yeah, it's in the past. That doesn't make any sense. Tell him it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so when you look at the <laughs> like, moon, whatever you see on the moon, I mean, granted, usually it doesn't change when you look at it, but that's mm-hmm. two and a half seconds old. Yeah. If you think about it. So you're always looking in the past. Quit living in the past is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I can't help it. That's All just right. the way it is. Quick round robin. How much time we got left? Uh, we've got about four minutes. All right, four minutes. Here are some myths about space. Are Andrew, you going to ask me if they're true or false? Yes, I'm going to. They're all false. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to apologize right now to Andrew. I know he was excited about this episode. He probably didn't make it through the first sorry, five man. minutes without turning this off. So if you're still <laughs> listening, bro, I'm so sorry that this we thing just has been butchered. We just wing it all the time. This yeah. is ridiculous. Okay. The, the sun is yellow. False. Or, I'm sorry, myth. Myth. It's actually white. It's just... Because um, it's a star? Is the sun technically a star? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a question mark? Yeah, of course it is. So it's white. It is white. Huh. Um, there's a whole big article here on how light changes and colors and um, well, gases blend the light effect. It's called the Rayleigh scattering, of course. It's everybody, eight minutes old. Everybody knows that. Yeah. It is eight minutes old. Um, so, yeah, the sun is white, not yellow. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Uh, let's see what else something good something good <laughs> um going to space makes you weightless mm. it says that's a myth i'm not going to get into the details of that nope. just take it for what it's worth it's people. a myth it's a myth it's on the internet it's true you're still gonna have weight oh good grief uh <laughs> astrology can predict your personality or the future people always read those little blocks where yep. they're like oh hold on i gotta look at my sign yep oh i'm a cancer i don't get along with so-and-so because they're a sagittarius that's probably not even accurate you but know yeah. So apparently so that's, that's been lie detector determined. That was a lie. Um, so. When you call somebody, do you think your cell phone signal bounces off a satellite in space? Yeah. It doesn't. That's a myth. Oh. Yeah. You're using a cellular phone, which pings off one of the local towers. Mm. A true satellite phone, like we actually have a satellite phone. Oh, we phone. do. Yeah. I used that whenever we were traveling the Alcan, mm-hmm. um, just in case I had to call my dad and let him know I had a flat for some reason. I don't know. I don't even know why I bought <laughs> the this stupid satellite phone. Alaska or Canada. But that mm. type of phone actually does hit off of a satellite. Hmm. Um, another myth. Okay. The Great Wall of China is the only man-made structure visible from space. Apparently, there's others that you can see. Hmm. But it also goes on to say, it depends on where you believe space begins. Because if you're like 50 no miles above Earth, is that space? If you're 60 miles above Earth, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's open to interpretation. I feel like this topic sucks whenever I try to actually talk about it. Because I thought I was smart in space stuff. But that's what I'm saying. There, It's just, unless you're in that field of work, I don't want to say they're, no. They're just smart. Overly you, smart. You're going to call them nerds, Yeah. Right? <laughs> I didn't want to offend anybody because it's just a term. Anybody that can sit down with a piece of paper and draw out calculations on how to make two spacecraft rendezvous at 18,000 miles per hour. Yeah. Nerd. Nerd. And it's just a 
a term I use for anybody smarter than me. I'm struggling to write a research paper right now on ancient <laughs> Greece, you know? Let alone work out And I have thousands of websites that I can use. And here, these people are doing this crap by hand. Yeah. It doesn't make any That's sense. That's what I'm saying. Man, I tell you what. All right, one minute left. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one. Uh, uh, let me scroll, let me scroll, let me scroll. Oh, look at that. There's yeah. a dark side of the moon. There's a dark side to us. However, the moon rotates at the same rate that the Earth does. Therefore, yeah. we always see the same side of the moon. But Pink Floyd wrote a song about it. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. They were lying. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what a shame. Anyway, sorry hmm. that this is probably to date the worst episode of The nah. Lab that you have uh, ever heard. I think people learned some. Because <laughs> I certainly did. Uh, don't write any of this down as being factual, okay? <laughs> Do your own research. Send us an email weeklylab at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Don't be too harsh on us because this was yeah. terrible. We're just, we dissect and dig into a wide variety of topics. <laughs> it's, it's a learning thing for us. You, you just got to realize I'm not some guy. Just not some guy. How, some how much time do we have now? Cause I got like ten seconds. Dang it! <laughs> I got a funny story. Oh, um, do you want to tell it anyways? Yeah. Okay. So the other day at work, this uh, coworker of mine, he's a pretty funny dude. He was mm-hmm. like, "If you could be one person for a day, who would you be?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "I would be Jim Lovell." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "The astronaut?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "So you want to be some ninety-year-old guy?" <laughs> but. You would have all those life experiences, and you would know that it actually was legit. And after that, I thought, you know what? I really need to rethink my life choices. 